You're listening to The Lively Show, episode 318. Welcome to The Lively Show. I'm your host, Jess Lively, and this podcast is designed to uplift, inspire, and add a little extra presence to your everyday. Welcome to the show, guys. Thank you so much, as always, for listening. Today's episode is sponsored by Audible. Audible is the perfect way for you to listen to your books the way you listen to podcasts. When it comes to reading books, I very rarely do so, but I do still love using Audible because you can get so many amazing books that are read by the authors themselves. You get to have the chance to actually hear the energy of the author, which to me is the consciousness of the author coming through the words even stronger than the printed word alone. And especially when it comes to channeled work, you know me, I love some channeling. This is my place to go. Of course, my classic I used to always recommend was the Law of Attraction book, which you can go find out. It's an amazing intro to Abraham Hicks and all of the law of attraction work that they've done. But the new book I have for you guys, the one I am currently listening to on repeat is the book by Paul Selig, his newest book. It's called Beyond the Known Realization. This is my newest go-to by Paul Selig and the guides that channel through Paul. It is a great source and I love it because kind of like the collective, it's all around that higher consciousness talking about expanding our point of view beyond the mind. So I love that kind of work, as you know, and Beyond the Known Realization. This book, so far of all the Paul books that I have read, the Paul Selig books that he's channeled, this is my personal favorite. So for a limited time, you can get three months of Audible for $6.95 a month. That's more than half off the regular price. Each month, you get to choose one audiobook plus two Audible originals for free. Visit audible.com slash L-I-V-E-L-Y or text lively to 500-500. Give yourself the gift of listening. I hope you love the books as much as I do. Now let's move on, you guys. Today's episode was a surprise. I did not anticipate this, but one day, one fateful Friday, very recently, I did a client session. The recent client sessions I've been doing for the last several months have been deep inner voice client sessions. They're two hours for my clients to be in their inner voice completely. From the moment I ask them when they get on the call, I say, hi, whoever you are, are you ready to go deeper into your inner voice than you ever have before? And then they say yes, because it's kind of a leading question. And then I say, in that case, then I'm going to wave goodbye to Mimi or whoever, I'm, you know, whatever name the person is. I'm like, goodbye, that person. We're going to go straight in. And I give them two entire hours as their coach, helping them get into this inner voice place within themselves. That's how I met the collective and Annie Francoeur, who's been our like repeat guest on the show lately. And this person, by the way, I find this hilarious that I have manifested. My non-French speaking mouth has to say two French speaking channels, Clotilde Dussolier. That is probably totally not how to say her name. Clotilde, I'm sorry. Even just learning how to say your first name was <laughs> new for me. The Dusselier, I think is the way to say it. Clotilde has been a listener, a longtime Lively Show listener. And years ago, she started, like so many that are listening to this now, writing to her intuition. And through that journey, she started to channel. And that then led her to do the inner voice session with me. But because I never know when I do the client sessions, because they are never mentally speaking to me before we get into the inner voice, this is a live recording 
of Clotilde's session. I've never aired a deep inner voice session. Yes, seasons ago, I did the client sessions. Those were like the 101 level. This is like the 301 level, as you'll see. We're going to start right from the top, right when she gets into the inner voice state. I lead people into how to get into it. And from that place, you're going to actually hear her. What I didn't realize, and you'll get to that part of the show as you hear it, is that I didn't realize she was actually channeling a different group. I thought this was straight her inner voice. But that turns out it was actually what calls themselves the group calls themselves the bud which is really cool and clever because Clutil told me later after the end of our call that I think the name kind of represents to some degree she said something along the lines of we're the potential but you're the one that has to bloom and blossom so so cool but anyways you're going to just love this I had an amazing time doing this inner voice session please don't think this is the typical inner voice session she and uh, probably three or four others including Annie from the collective have actually channeled other entities or groups of entities, most people are just getting into their own personal inner voice consciousness, which is wonderful and deep and profound for everyone that does it. But anyways, this is an actual recording. As you'll hear, the audio is not the same quality as our typical show because I wasn't sitting here prepared for that. This was just me on headphones at a WeWork per usual doing a client session. So you're going to get a very raw, rough in the sense that Joe's, I'm sure, done a great job editing this. But just so you guys know, this was, you know, just talking to Clotilde's inner voice or then realizing it wasn't just her inner voice that she was speaking to and wasn't in any sense preparing this to become a show. But Clotilde listened and was so generous to allow this to be aired for you guys. And in case you're curious about Clotilde, since, of course, we don't actually talk about her directly, she's a coach who working with mothers to overcome their anxiety and perfectionist. And she also has a podcast herself. It's a top rated podcast in French called Change Ma V with so change ma M A V I E. So if you're curious, you can also find her at on Instagram. We change ma V. <laughs> Sounds very beautiful. We change ma V. O U I C H A N G E. M-A-V-I-E. You can find her there. But yeah, so funny that I've manifested two French-speaking channels. And then I have to go then and try to speak the French myself. Not funny that I didn't uh, take some French myself. But you're going to love this, guys. Listen, listen, listen. Enjoy. It, I have to just say, when you hear the inner voice and the, the bud, as they call themselves, describing her apartment search and how she could have done that differently or how they would have approached it in a different way. And also, I've known from Claire, our copywriter, who is also pre-listening to this, picking out the quotes and the titles for the show. She was just like, oh my gosh, yes, I just love, love, love this one. She finds the father part of this episode. And also, by the way, let me also say, this is part one. We'll have the second hour of our client session aired on Thursday. So Tuesday's part one, Thursday's part two. We're just splitting it in half because it's a really long episode otherwise. But there's a part, and I don't know where Joe caught it, so you're going to hear about the father who passed away, and he's It's really cool. So anyways, Claire's favorite part was that. But the part for me that was really what stuck out is in the second half, I'll I'll, I'll save my second half favorite piece. But the the first episode, this one, when they talk about the apartment hunt, guys, if you have had apartment search issues, this will feel probably really resonant and familiar for you. But if you haven't had an issue with finding a place, it's so interesting. Clotilde is just doing what all of us do in whatever area we're trying hard at in our lives. And so when you see how they describe and go through that approach, you can try to like take that example because it's if it's not your thing, quote unquote, your 
issue of sorts in your mind, it's easy to see where she was efforting because that's just the human way of doing things whenever we're trying too hard in a certain area and then see how you could adapt that whole scenario she was going through into your life and career or relationship or whatever other area, health maybe, whatever it might be for you. See if you can adapt that apartment one because that just summarized for me. I don't know when I was listening and doing that session, so much of the the human plight in the mind (laughs) trying to make things happen versus allowing them. Let's go to the show. No rush, nothing that needs to happen. Just be in the deep peace within yourself. Seat. Seat? S-E-A-T. Like a chair seat in her voice? Like the seat of your body, like the... Oh, like your lap? Like the part of your body that you're sitting on. Ooh, inner voice. Why are you saying seat? Do you want her to focus there? Yes. Okay, beautiful. So place your awareness in the seat. Keep breathing out and just listening. Open mind, no questions asked. Inner voice, anything you want to say that you want Clotilde to hear later when she listens to the recording, feel free to share. No need, just total opportunity. We want her to spend more time there. In her seat? Yes. Why in her seat, inner voice? This is stability. This is stability. Ah, you mean it's not in her reality? It's not in her work or her job or her money or her partner? No, this is where her children originated from. Oh, what else do you want to say in her voice? Right now, no questions asked, total opportunity. She can feel the tingles in the lower part of her body. Ooh, beautiful. In her voice, what are those tingles? Signaling to turn her attention there. Ah, that's what those are. That's why we get tingles? Yes, it's like pebbles on a walkway to follow. Oh, they're like little arrows on the airplane tarmac to like follow. Breadcrumbs. Breadcrumbs. Beautiful. Let her feel the tingles. She's got a strong connection right away in her voice. Coming through rather clearly. She can feel them all the way down to her toes. Beautiful. Can she feel them all the way up to the tippy top of her head? It's all downward. It's all downward for her for now. Okay, why down in her voice? For now. That's the part that's not familiar yet. Not explored. Ah, why is the down less familiar in her voice? Because she has the idea that it's a lower, less noble part of her. Ah, is it less noble? It's not. It's completely necessary for her to to be propped up. Ah, so the lower vibrations and the lower things prop up to the top, to the higher. The top can't exist without the bottom. Yeah, beautiful. What else do you want to tell her that she'll listen to back later in her voice? I see an hourglass, the image of an hourglass. Oh, what's the hourglass in her voice? It's the sand going from the top to the bottom and then getting flipped upside, downside up. Oh, in her voice, is this like a Taurus field, sort of? Like the cycling of energy? Down and up, up and down? I don't know what a Taurus field is. Yeah, in her voice, she doesn't know, but is, is it like a Taurus field? In her voice knows. Deep breath out. Your mind doesn't know. I'm getting an image of like the, the DNA structure. Ooh, inner voice. Why DNA? Double helix. Because it's a double helix, exactly. It's all intertwined. Beautiful. Inner voice, does she tend to avoid the lower emotions along with the lower vibrations in the body? Or just the body? 
She thinks she's handling them. She thinks she's what in her voice? Handling them. Is she in her voice? She's going through the motions, but she's really not. Ah, in her voice. How can she handle them better or process them better? She's too much in a rush to get back up. Ah, so you want her to stay there longer? She just needs to stay there however long she needs to stay there. Why do people need to stay? Why can't they just pop back up like a bouncing ball? Because the sand needs to get all the way through to the other side. Oh, why? Because that's the cycle that it's meant to be doing. Okay, now hear inner voice. Question. Does suffering need to exist in Clotilde's life? The suffering. Breathe out. Your mind has no idea. The suffering is just from trying to flip the hourglass before it's fully emptied. Ah, so if she's feeling, let's say, low, sad, whatever, low energy, and then the suffering is when she's trying to make herself higher than she is in that moment. The suffering is impatience. Ah, not accepting what it is in that moment. Yes, just watching the sand. Watching the sand. So, inner voice, did you come for all that ups and downs, ups and downs, ups and downs? The up and the down is just, this is just you labeling it. We just see an hourglass and sometimes it's one way and sometimes it's the other. It's always going in the same direction. You flip the hourglass. We just see sand. Beautiful. Can you say that another way in her voice? Like the humans of Jess and Clotilde when she listens will understand that even better. Can you say that again in another way? I get the image of um, an astronaut floating in a spaceship. There's no gravity. No horizon. No gravity, so they're like, there's no up, there's no down, they're just floating. That's the image that I'm getting. Ah, so the inner voice is experiencing all of that in the floating sense. All the vibrational variance is kind of floating through it. It's not feeling weighed down or lifted up. The experience of the astronaut is not that they're up or down, they just are. Inner voice, is that what you want Clotilde to feel in her life a bit more? We want her to stop labeling things as good or bad. You're talking to a mind that's job has been up to this point to label things. <laughs> yeah, we keep putting her in positions where she wants to label things bad to show her that there's no such thing. Oh, so if you've been putting her into uncomfortable situations, her mind doesn't want to show her that? We have been tossing her a few bones, yes. In her voice, is there any area of her life you want her to know that that was what was happening? That was why it happened? It's everything to do with the apartment. Mm. Inner voice, tell me the story of the apartment in your perspective. She wanted it to be an experiment in the law of attraction. She missed the part where there would be contrast. She missed it being what? She tried to skip it? She thought that using law of attraction would just mean that it would all be easy. Why couldn't it all be easy in her voice? Why couldn't she? Because she wasn't in a place where it all could be easy. Ah, oh, why not in her voice? Why wasn't she there? Because she was just learning how to use law of attraction. And there was still remnants of clusters of things that she had to suffer through in order to clear them. Oh, this is just calls those the bean bags, like the emotion she told her about that could happen. In her voice, are humans able to manifest what they want while they still have those, Jess calls them the bean bags, the emotions, the blocks, like you just described? Can they get what they want or do they have to release them or most of them beforehand? 
they can get to where they want and on the way they will just have to clear through them they can do it either way they can it's actually a good way to pursue something you want is actually a very good way to clear those blocks because on your way there they will be made so manifest that the blocks are there this is awesome i love this great job in our voice i love your connection okay so humans can go through the path of pursuing the thing and that's how they can also release them. Jess has seen this with dating in recent, like so, so, so clearly. This is why we give the dreams and the, and the goals to you. It's so that you will stretch yourself and on your way there that you will see what your work is. Which is where we hold in fear, the work is. I'm getting the idea of snakes shedding skin. Oh, that's what Jess has been saying all week about this. That's what it feels like. She says every situation feels like the rocks. And as the snake goes, moves over the rocks, they're shedding the skin that's not needed anymore. Like each situation's rubbing off the skin. Old clothing that you need to let go of to feel lighter. Ah, okay, great. Inner voice. Can humans somehow skip all of that? Can they somehow get to what they want with the block still there and then like vaporize them. <laughs> That's not how it was meant to be. Why wasn't it meant to be that way? It seems pretty fun from a human perspective. We actually think that going over the obstacles makes it more fun. Why? The human wants to go straight there. Think of children. All they want is to have something to climb over and jump from and, and scare themselves a little bit. Like on playgrounds, you see children, all they want is something to climb up and over. Huh. So that's what the humans are doing, but then their mind hates it as it does it. The children think it's fun. The human adults get weary of it. Because they attach so much meaning to the obstacle and the climbing and, and the jumping. Okay, so inner voice, let's go back. Thank you. You are so brilliant. Okay, so the apartment. Tell me more about why did she, so she just had like blocks around the beliefs around the apartment she needed to let go of. So there was difficult contrast. Well, it's her mind called difficult. There's contrast to help her let go of them. She had to break through a ceiling of what she thought was possible for her. And that's painful. Yeah. What was the ceiling in her voice? What was the belief that she had to break out of for the apartment? There were so many. <laughs> so many. Can you give some that she would want to listen to later that you want her to know? She had to get used to the idea of space being her own without it feeling like it was a burden and, and a responsibility that was too heavy to carry. Okay, inner voice, let me see if I'm understanding this. Did she feel like she wanted this beautiful place that was like really big and spacious or whatever, nice, she wanted it, but then her mind had an association that that will be hard or heavy or expensive to get what she really wants? She felt like she had to control every square inch of that place in order to feel safe. Ah, what would you say about that? Okay, so that whole desire to feel safe and to control, how did you see that whole situation from your vantage point in her voice? We were delighted to see her wanting this, the place to begin with. And we stood by and we watched as she discovered that the place that she did want had so many parts that she couldn't control. Oh, okay, okay, inner voice. Let's pretend you could have turned off her brain, unplugged her, and so you're the ghost in the machine without the mind. Obviously, we're there too, but let's just say you could have turned off the human mind part, okay? And you could have operated the body. With this apartment you're speaking about, how would you have handled that situation? If she was unplugged, what would you have done? How would you have approached it? No blocks. 
Just just your clarity. She's really resisting me telling you this. Oh, why in her voice? Why is the mind resisting this? She's been so clear. Because if we had been driving, we would not have, she would not have bought the apartment. If she had been driving, did she buy it in her voice? Yeah. Ah, you wouldn't have bought it. Yeah. Oh, okay. And that's hard for the mind. Yeah. Yeah. In her voice, why is the mind scared about that truth? Because it's so much money and it's so much time. Yeah. But are you sad that she did it? Are you upset? No, we see that she just chose her own adventure and she didn't choose the easy one. Yeah, just did that with Australia the first time. She gets it. She understands. Was that still the path of, even though that wasn't what you would have done, in her voice, was that the path of least resistance for her in that moment? It was what she thought was the path of high vibration. That's what she thought. Yeah. Were there signs that helped her feel that way, that were misleading? Did she misread signs or did she... Just get really tired of looking or really thirsty. She just went about it still using her old way of deciding what she wanted and acting like actioning her way through and and fighting and, and acting and acting and doing, doing, doing. Yeah. So it's interesting. So she thought going into the whole project that she would manifest. <laughs> then she resorted back to her normal human efforting way when it got hard. She didn't see it that way. She really thought that she was just manifesting it. Okay, so how was she not manifesting in the way she thought? So she thought she was doing this right. No one can fault her for that. Now, can you tell her and point out when she listens back where she was still holding on to the old effort? She thought she was manifesting it. She was manifesting the experience because you only get experiences that you have manifested. She just didn't understand that what she was manifesting was not what she thought she was manifesting because she was still bringing all of her old fears with her and so she just manifested an experience that was a mix of everything that was her yeah all the vibrational blocks and stuff so is the mind safe enough to open up to what you would have done instead now that she's looked at it this way so I know that she just doesn't really want to explore an alternative scenario because she is where she is, and so she doesn't really want to rewrite. Yeah, we're not going to go back. We are not going back in time. Is it too scary for the mind to consider an alternative path that could have happened, like another alternative universe <laughs> in the multiverse, and just like another path that could have occurred? That she didn't, she doesn't have to feel bad about it, but is it not useful or helpful for her to see how you would have done it? I think she needs to hear that that it all unfolded the way that it was mathematically supposed to like she couldn't have done it any other way because that's who she was at the time and that it's all absolutely fine and as long as she knows that i think she can i think we can explore what it would have looked like yeah because jess wants to do this in her voice if you're cool with it jess would like to explore what you would have done like how long ago did she buy it in her voice a year and a half ago. Okay, tell me inner voice if you like this. Jess would like to explore what you inner voice would have done a year and a half ago. And Jess would like to explore what you would do now that she bought it and all this stuff has happened. So she's here now, okay? So she wants to look at part A as what you would have done back then. And part B would be now that she's here and everything has happened mathematically in this way right now, the perfect thing has happened. If you still turned her brain off now that she's made this choice, what you would do going forward, she still has free will. She still can do whatever she's ready for when she wakes up after this or, you know, gets back into her place of being 
but I'd love to hear what you would have done and what you would do now, given what's happened. Is that cool with you? Yeah. Okay. Inner voice. What a year and a half ago. Now she is perfect. Has she cleared a lot of beanbags and a lot of rocks and a lot of stuff through this experience because she did that? Yeah. Yeah. A lot of them. There's still work to do, but yes. Yeah. So much. So she's so much clearer and lighter and closer to how you would have done this back then, but she didn't have that frequency yet back then. So if she had been turned off and you had done it a year and a half ago, what would you have done in her voice? You see this apartment and then what? We would have waited for the next opportunity and then the next. A few? You wouldn't have just gone to the next one after this one? Well, depending on what came up after that. Why would you have passed on it in her voice? Why wouldn't you pick this one that she loved so much at the time? When things started to get complicated. Uh-huh. And there was a choice. She could have recognized that she was moving ahead from thinking that this was the only place that existed. She got attached to this particular one. We told her it's this or something better, but she didn't she didn't want it to be something else than this one. She got really attached to this one place. Was there somewhere better? We gave her the message. She heard it, it from us. We said this or something better, but she didn't believe that there was something better. And so she thought that this was as good as it was going to get. Yes, 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 yes. The humans, they only hold certain things possible. And they can only imagine to this bound of a box that their mind's in. And then they can't imagine beyond the box. So then they stay stuck in their parameters that they can imagine. This was already so much better than she thought it could be. Yeah. And it could have been better? Well, it could have been more simple. Ah. What did she love and was so precious about this place? The beauty of it, the location of it, the cost of it. What was so beyond her mind? This felt like a queendom. A queendom. Okay, so inner voice, could there have been a queendom that was simpler and easier, just as queendom-like? Sure, there are many. Yeah. It wouldn't have necessarily showed up the next day. There could have been another unfolding and another unfolding that would have led to that other queendom. She didn't want to wait. Yeah. You would have been fine waiting, inner voice? We don't worry about time, so we don't worry about waiting. But where was she living? What was she doing in the waiting that she didn't want to keep doing? Staying in an Airbnb, staying at her old place, staying with friends? The apartment was small and she was excited. So you would have stayed in the small apartment beforehand, patiently waiting for the next thing that was amazingly perfect? Or would you stayed at a five-star hotel? Like, What would you have done to stay in a comfortable place? Because I'm guessing you wouldn't have suffered in her voice in the meantime. We were fine in the old apartment. You were fine. Why wasn't her mind fine in her voice? Why would the mind disagree with that? She was like a butterfly in a cocoon. She felt like the apartment was the cocoon and she needed to break out of it. What did you see it as? Was it a cocoon? It was a cocoon and it was comfortable and cozy and warm. Oh, so you would have stayed in the cocoon a while longer. Well, she got out of the cocoon before she was ready. And in what way did she get out early? She approached the, the apartment search before she had really done the work to grow into the new apartment so she just oh inner voice how do you grow into the new apartment how does one do that oh i love this you're so clear inner voice how does one grow into the new apartment without them having it yet or anything right is this like how life works the growing into something new the hint that she could have gotten was 
all of the scarcity and the fear and the, and the rush to get there. That's from thinking that it's not, that you don't deserve it. She felt a rush. And if you deserve something, you don't have to feel a rush. Right. You feel rushed when you feel like there's, like you're going to benefit from some kind of misunderstanding and you can just snatch something that isn't really yours to begin with. Ah, but if you know it's yours, you don't have to rush. You trust because you know it's yours. You know it's coming. Yeah. So this is like all manifestations. Let's say a partner or a job for anyone. Any topic. You don't have to rush because you know it's coming. Yeah. And if you rush, you're just going to get something that matches your rush. Ah, so good. And the rush only comes from those beanbags. It's from the fears, from the trapped emotions, from the blocks. From the feeling small still. Yeah, those feelings of... Yes, yes, yes. Oh, so good. Okay, so okay, let's go back in time. So at what point, Inner Voice, would you have let go of that potential apartment? Actually, it sounds like you would have waited a while longer before even looking. There's no way to know how much longer there was to wait. Maybe it was the very next apartment. Maybe it was a year. She just wanted to... She is very attached to the idea that things unfold quickly for her. Do they need to? She's just very attached to it. Why is she attached in her voice? She thinks it's part of her... Identity? Identity, and she thinks it makes her special. Ah, inner voice. Can you speak on that for her when she listens back? What about this fact that she loves to move quickly? She has moved quickly in the past, but this isn't what she is. This is all just circumstantial. And as long as she keeps this as a part of her identity, it just keeps her in this keeps her in this rush and this impatience. We love her whether things unfold quickly for her or not. Ah, oh, beautiful. So it never matters to you whether it's fast or slow. We like it all. Oh, you like it all. This is so beautiful. So Jess has observed like the animals in the wild and has started calling herself a, a cheetah sloth. <laughs> she kind of tends to have two modes, which is either slothing or cheetah. And she takes very few actions every day. But then she has learned and gotten better at learning when to, to leap into action. And then the thing usually is like ready to come out of the oven and it's just done. Like the thing is super easy. Is that what you're encouraging kind of? Like waiting and waiting and waiting until it's right and then, then taking action without grinding and searching? We have the image of a mama lion. They are just lying around in the sun watching the cubs and if there's anything that happens they're ready to pounce like when they're lying around there's nothing lazy or unnoble about them they're still regal yeah so they're very quick and agile yeah they're still noble so clotilde could do that a bit more so kind of keep her agility but hone the timing yeah, she just thinks that she's more of a hamster. What is a hamster in her voice? I love it. She's keeping busy. Oh, yeah. Like a mouse or like always agitated and doing. And, and she just has this idea that if she stops running, the wheel will stop turning. Ah. Well, Clotilde, can we listen to this and hear? Jess loves being a cheetah or a lion. Loves it. But sometimes it takes a while. But then, you know, what Jess has noticed is that the humans like herself... 
that have fear, the ones where those those little blocks still left, that's where they hamster, right, in her voice. The lioness is like when there's no blocks anymore. But the <laughs> the hamster is the human in its areas of like fear and not deserving. Yeah, and there's also the lion is the king of the animal kingdom. There's no threat, there's no they're not worried about people taking their place or surpassing them. They own their territory. Okay, so the humans are sort of like a lion, and then when they are in fear, they act like they're hamsters. So all these lions are running around like hamsters. So they're kind of funny because they're both furry and kind of similar color sometimes. <laughs> but a lion trying to act like, behave like a hamster would look ridiculous. But that's what the humans are doing in certain areas of their life. They're pretending they're very small, little creatures that have to hustle about. I'm getting the image of lions at a circus that are running around the, this tiny, and it's just crucifying to watch because it's just not what they're meant to be. Yeah, they've been trained into there. Yeah, they've been trained. Inner voice, where did they get trained to do this? Run in circles. Humans trained them. Yeah. For human enjoyment. Yeah, for the other humans to enjoy their efforts. Yeah. So some human lions got to play the lazy lion, the kingdom, the king of the jungle, and the other ones had to go run in circles in service too. But that wasn't true. But inner voice, like that, is it true that anyone has less potential or less regalness than anyone else on the human level? No, it's just happenstance. So each one individually inside of themselves is equally potentialed? Yeah, the lions at the circus just are not in the right place. It says nothing about them. It says something about the humans that are making them run around. Yeah. And now it seems like Jess notices that, you know, humans used to enslave other humans. But now there's still some slavery on the planet. But most of the slavery is happening inside of the human minds within themselves. They're the slave to themselves and their mental thoughts. And the distinction is that Clotilde is the circus person and the lion. How so? Can you say that? She's making herself run around. So you would have laid around a bit lazier on the apartment hunt, it sounds like. Patience is what she needed. Yeah. In her voice, would you, if you were, again, in charge of the robot body, would you even have gone to look for an apartment in the first place? Would you even have searched for one? She knew it was a little bit early. She knew that. How did she know that and where did she know it? Help her clarify that for the future. How did she know? She knew she was pushing for it, and she knew that she was leaning on the gas pedal before the car was ready to start. And how did she know that? She could tell that there was impatience and rush and wanting to force her way through something. She knew part of the money that was going to go into the apartment was not 100% assured to come, and... She bought the place with her husband, and some of the money was coming from her husband. And her husband wanted to wait a little bit, but she decided to take things into her own hands. And she she just orchestrated the whole thing like she wants to do because she thinks that she just, when she has an idea, she just goes out and makes it happen. Yeah. Humans have coffee mugs and T-shirts that all say, make it happen. <laughs> There's a lot of content out there supporting that belief in the mass consciousness right now. Impatience is what always trips her up. 
is there a certain point within this would you have skipped it outright knowing it wasn't right or would you have gone a bit down that road and then let it go at a certain turning point in her voice she could have just read the writing on the wall and she could have used it as a test she could have used it as a test that this looked amazing except for a few things and that except for a few things wanting to force her way through those few things meant that she didn't think herself worthy of the absolute amazing perfect place yeah that's a great question in her voice so let's look at this in the terms of a, something like an apartment it's you know not a human or something super dynamic like is there such a thing as an absolutely perfect place her previous apartment was an absolutely perfect place when she found it when she found it she felt like it was an absolutely perfect place and it was there was never a single problem with that apartment not a one Okay, so it was absolutely perfect in that sense. This one didn't have all of those lined up qualities for the new desires, though. There were problems right from the start, and she thought that it was the price to pay for this amazing place. What she didn't see was that it was just like one installment of the overall price that she would have to pay. <laughs> the deposit, the down payment on the rest of it. Oh my gosh, Jess has so much compassion for her because she has watched herself do the same thing with different parts of her life, with an accountant she stayed with for years, with a visa guy in Australia that screwed her over, an apartment in Detroit that she finally let go of because she learned from the others that she needed to let go. So the minute it gets hard, are we just supposed to let go? You just choose your own adventure. Well, okay, so we can choose it to be hard, but if you were in charge of our robot bodies, <laughs> would you just let go of them and something gets hard? It's actually not up to us to choose. The mind still gets to choose. Yeah, needs to make this choice. Why? Why does the mind have to be the chooser? Because the mind will make the choices that the mind is capable of making. It reflects where the mind is, and so it reflects the tests that the mind chooses to go through in order to become the next version of itself. Yeah, so this is the evolution of that. But I'm just curious if we unplugged it and you had full choice as the mind. If you played mind for a day, <laughs> it so fascinates me to hear how the inner voices would live without the mind's interference in their current forms, the pre-enlightened mind. I have, there's some resistance to what I'm about to say, but if there wasn't the mind, solitude is what I would pick. Why solitude? Just because everything else that she has chosen to build in her life is just the choice of the mind, the family, the children, the work, the apartment. And we just don't need any of this. And we like to just be quiet and alone. What would you do if you were quiet and alone? Would you go sit in a blank room, go to a beach? I get the image of a cave. You go into a cave? <laughs> inner voice? Okay, inner voice. Aren't you kind of like already in a cave right now? <laughs> You're in non-physical. It's probably, I mean, there's not like light, you know, like you know, the sense of colors and, and shapes. Aren't you kind of already in a cave? I totally get the image of those hermits, <laughs> like wearing nothing in a cave. Why would you come into this reality if you're going to be a hermit? Oh, that's why you bring the mind in, to spice it up in her voice, so you're not just a hermit in the cave? We're the companion of a mind. Oh, what does that mean, a companion of the mind? We are the guide of the mind. The mind is having the, the experience. We're just 
we don't need this experience. We've been through it before. We're just here to, to guide a mind. What are you, inner voice? Who am I talking to? Guides. Guides. Is the voice I'm speaking to what Jess would consider Clotilde's inner voice, or is this something separate to that consciousness? We're separate. Ah, very good. Okay, okay. So am I talking to, like, enlightened guides, basically, that have gone through human form? We're like a board of advisors. Board of advisors. And so you've already done this before, so you just be in a cave as a hermit now, but you're not saying that Clotilde should go do that in any way. It would not be fun for her, no. No. So what would her essence be like, and how would it communicate? Would it say everything that you're saying, or would it say anything different in her guides? Does her essence want to have the experiences and the family and the things she's chosen? She certainly wants those, yes. Okay, so the essence of her does as well, not just the human mind part of her. What she wants is joy, is what she wants. So she has created and and gathered the things that she thinks will spark joy. Yeah, and does her essence, her animating consciousness agree with the choices she's made in those senses? Maybe not the apartment, but other things? The apartment does bring her joy. Okay. What should I call this entity I'm speaking to, or group? Guys? Or something else? I see the color purple. Do you want me to call it you purple? The purple council? (laughs) How can I address you? Because now Jess understands that this isn't the essence of Clotilde directly she's speaking to. It's something broader. So the word that comes to me again, but I don't know if it's me using it again because I've been told this before, but it's the bud is what I'm getting. The bud. Okay, entities of guides that are sitting there in non-physical, little hermits that you are, <laughs> would you want to be called the bud? We haven't picked a name yet. Okay, so can you do that now? Or what would you like me to call you? Because that helps Jess know that we're not speaking to Clotilde's essence. We're like we. We? It's we, but Clotilde's father is with us. On the non-physical side? Yeah, so so we're actually, I'm getting the idea that they came to help him along. Oh, well, who came? The, the guides came to help the father along? These advisors are, we came down because Clotilde's father has trouble moving on. Is he stuck in between? So he doesn't really want to go to the next place that he needs to go. And Is he stuck right now? He's not stuck, but we're helping him make the transition. And he's very connected to Clotilde, and so we came in to help them both. Do you want to do this right now? Sure. Jess is super excited about this. Okay, okay, how can we help them? How can we help them... How can we facilitate this transition? They need to have their reconciliation. How can they do that right now in her voice? Just look at each other one last time and and know that they're exactly the same but different. And they can do this right now, like literally now, in her mind's eye or in physical reality somewhere else later. Sure, they can do it now. Do it now. Okay. So can you allow and help her to bring that up? To, to her mind's eye the way she needs to? Yeah, her father is right here. Yeah. Yeah. And how can she help him? She needs to tell him that she has everything she needs. What does that mean, everything she needs? Money or resources in the physical world or non-physical? In terms of skills and mastery of her own experience. 
What does he have to look forward to when he's transitioned in her voice? Freedom. Freedom from what? From the constraints of his own human persona. Yeah, he's still holding on to the mind even though he's passed. He still wants to be right about everything. Ah, in her voice, what is right, truly? The love. Love. Can Clotilde help facilitate that love that helps him transition to the next? She can do her part. She's not the only one keeping him around. Okay, who else is keeping him around? Her, mo her mother and her sister. Are they going to be able to do that? It's up to them. So does she need to go talk to them about how to do that or no? no this is a, an individual and private experience. Okay, so she doesn't need to go rush over to them after this and <laughs> tell them any big messages. She has a special connection to him, and maybe, maybe that's all he needs to go. Beautiful. Can she do that and try that now? We don't know if she's ready yet. Yeah. What does the mind say to that? Not that the mind needs to get into mind mode, but <laughs> does the mind feel ready for that? She kind of likes him around. Oh. She does like... Well, won't he like still be around just in a freedom perspective rather than the limitation perspective? She wants things to be exactly as they always were. Oh, which is him in the human form and the limitations he holds. And playing music and answering questions and being annoying. Yeah. But can't he still listen to music and be around in a new vibration? She doesn't know that. Yeah. Is it true? Could he do that? Well, the transition means that there is less of a defined outline to him. Ah. It feels like losing him again. Will she lose him again? She has to. She has to. She has lost him. She can't hold on. Yeah. Why can't she hold on? She's been doing it right now. How long has he been transitioned, sort of? Half transitioned. A year and a half. A year and a half. Same time as the apartment. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> she has had this for a while now. Yeah. I mean, they could hold out. He could stay in limbo, right? I mean, he doesn't have to do this right now. Why are you here to help in this session with, with her right now? Why now? Because it will unlock things. You can't keep things the way they are. There's no... It's like water that doesn't flow. It spoils. Oh, so it's getting a little sinky. <laughs> yeah, it's just not good for things. Even with love, you can't keep love still. It doesn't... It's not a good thing for love. Well, does it mean that you have to stop loving him? No, it's you have to let the love flow and you have to let people go when they're going. Yeah, but that doesn't mean she stops the flow of love towards him. No, but it's like it's shifting and it's it's a process and she and she wanted to control the pace at which it was going. Ah, well, she was controlling his transition in that way. She was appealing to him to stay around until she was ready to let him go. How often does this happen for souls? It's like limbo. There's so many of them still around. Well, I guess does it matter like how many are and when they aren't? And I guess we shouldn't need to worry about it. But we know this one is happening now. We are okay with the fact that the process takes time. There's no rush. Yeah, but you feel like now given the fact that you came down to help <laughs> at this moment, would be a good time to facilitate some of it? We came to show her what there is to gain if he does move on up. 
What is there to gain? She has used this time to, he has stayed long enough for her to have that clear connection so that when he's on the other side, they can still talk. Okay, so she's got the frequency down pat, so she can still phone in, even though he's going to transition a bit out of his humanity perspective. And it won't be exactly him. It will be an easy access to something that she can tap into and use when she needs it, just like she used to email him when she had questions. Yeah. Okay. Jess is trying to understand a bit too. So maybe Clotilde will also appreciate. So is it kind of like when you say it won't be exactly him, is he going into some collective thing or his own essence in his own other lifetimes in his own soul? It kind of, his own self kind of blends or dissipates within something bigger. I get the, the image of the, um, I don't know if you've ever seen this. Sometimes there are clouds that have rainbow clouds. I don't know if you've ever seen those. It's not a rainbow across the sky. It's just one cloud that has the colors of a rainbow. And this is, so this is what it looks like first. And then all of the colors blend into the blue of the sky. But all of the colors are still there. They're just not carried by just this one cloud. Huh. So... Does that mean he goes, all of his experiences never exist anymore after that? Like they get erased or they get integrated into something larger? Yeah, integrated into something larger. Okay, so he doesn't go away. He just expands into more. Yeah, it's like he's been poured in a glass that holds more water than just him. Okay, just as curious on, is it more souls than just his soul? Like than just the string of lifetimes he's had? This is just a higher plane of consciousness. It's not personal to any individual being. It's what we all are. It's all of us in all we are. Inner voice. I'm curious on this. When we go into that higher what we all are, do we still have a sense of ourselves in that place or no? No, it's oneness. So Jess has heard a channel and Ascended Master talk a lot about oneness and how people on earth think that it's going to become like a Borg or like a hive mind. And he always emphasizes that to be ascended as a master is to reach your own sovereignty, your own individual godlike essence. And that, yes, there's oneness, but there's also more beyond that perception that is the sovereign essence of your own individual place within all that is. Can you speak to that? It's more of a sensation of softness and it just becomes love. Do we still exist individuated within that sensation of softness and love? No, it's just love. So why do we go through all this little small self stuff? It's a cycle. It's like the rain, when it rains, like the raindrops fall into onto the ground or the ocean and then it evaporates and goes back up in the sky and then it rains again and so new raindrops form and go back down and then back up it's all the same but then from this it's all water but it just takes different forms and serves different purposes on the planet 
Yeah, it's still a bit confused, to be honest, it's still, you're explaining this beautifully. It's still only a bit confusing to the mind of Jess based on the Saint Germain stuff and what he says that a sovereign being truly is versus oneness and how he always advises against the humans trying to achieve a oneness with themselves. He says that the point is to come into your own sovereignty, not to... The raindrops' job is to be their own raindrops, but when the raindrops fall into the ocean, then the ocean's job is to just be the ocean. Oh, that's a great... Thank you. Wow. It's all the same water as... So if Saint Germain is saying and speaking to the raindrop job, he's kind of speaking about that in the non-physical. Is he just stuck in the limbo period like the dad then, not getting fully back to the ocean? It's like a raindrop that has fallen on a plastic tablecloth. It stays its own raindrop, but it's not being a raindrop. It's just being, and it's just waiting to dry up and evaporate. That's what the Ascended Masters are doing? No, this is when people get stuck. Oh. But what about someone like an Ascended Master, like, for example, St. Germain? What's, what happens with that raindrop? There's so many, so many different states that water can go in. Is it frozen? There's like um, clouds or water that are not, they're not a raindrop, they're not the ocean, they are clouds and there are different types of clouds and there are rainbow clouds and there are ice storm clouds and they all just have different purposes. Yeah, so Jess is still kind of curious on, is the, the trajectory of a human life into enlightenment to go back to ocean or to an ascended master type, whatever cloud that is? The raindrop just needs to focus on the raindrop experience. So if we were to do that for Clotilde, what would that look like? It's focusing on the raindrop experience. It's not about manifesting the way she tried the apartment. <laughs> um, she just has to love herself wherever, wherever she is at whatever stage she's at. Is she good at that now, bud? She tends to think that she should be further along or better, or more aligned. She's always kind of wishing that, thinking that, looking at the gap between where she is and where she thinks she should be. Jess just had a, a visual show up to her that the looking ahead is like walking or running or having to effort. And then she had the vision of like looking at her feet and being exactly where she was, standing still. That in somehow, that like zoomed her she didn't have to move her body anymore. It's just like the wave or like, it was almost like she suddenly got on a moving walkway, but it was a fast one. And it just zoomed her without her having to move her muscles or her legs to the next stage. So the one is like slowly plodding along and the other one was just like, by looking at her feet, it somehow accelerated her forward. Yeah, it's almost like a movie that has the soundtrack not quite in sync with the image. Ah, yeah. Because they're lip syncing to the future or something? She just has this, she's not in sync with where she is. Her brain is always a few steps ahead and, she, and so there's something, there's a mismatch. What would happen if she matched where she is to her mind? She thinks, she thinks it would slow her down. What would happen? There would be peace. 
Would that slow down things, peace? She wouldn't care if there was peace. Would that slow down creation? Does the mind of the humans need to have preferences in order for the vibration of the universe and creation to still exist? Or could we unplug all of that and then just have the desires of the essence unfold creation? The preferences and the desires are the engine propelling you forward. And if you didn't have that, you would just be a hermit. Yeah, like you want to be. That's what you would do. Because <laughs> you don't have any desires. You're at peace. Yeah. So wait, so you said if she just was where she was, she'd have peace, but then she wouldn't care. But then you just said the engine. It sounds like the engine wouldn't start if she did that. She could still pursue the goals and have the preferences and the wishes, but be at peace with knowing that whatever unfolds is, is what it's supposed to be. And there you have it. Thank you so much for listening. And if you know anyone that might enjoy this, feel free to share it with them. And if you want to see what I'm up to on Instagram, you can find me at Jessie as in Cookie Lively. Until next time, may something wonderful happen to you today.